I said, we're picking up where we left off last week. And if I'm not mistaken, we left off with John chapter 14. Amen. The highway of the redeemed. Who in here think they going to cut their own road to get the glory? If don't nobody think that they're going to cut their own road to get the glory, it would behoove us to try to find the road we do need to be traveling. Because sometimes the road can be already be cut and still be the wrong road. So then you need to have clear information uh, about the road that you travel. Come on, somebody. A lot of folks out there thinking that the way that they're traveling is all right. They're going to get there anyway. That's a trigger of the enemy. One thing I found out in the scriptures, I think we read it the last time in the book of Isaiah, said there is a way. Huh? Oh, and, 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 and no fool will err up on it. Uh-oh. When he said fool, he means the foolish. You, you, you ain't going to be able to take your foolish ways and travel the highway of God. And he said the one that you find traveling it is going to be those that are the redeemed. So therefore, you got to be have made preparation for God to have That's a very important part that it's, it, 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 it's, it's God's road that you travel. Not your own road. It's God's road. Come on now. If I was traveling your road and, and, and I displeased you by the way I traveled on it, you either put up a detour sign or just tell me to get off your road. Come on now. So... We need to take that in consideration how we travel God's way. So let's go to John chapter 14 and verses 6. Are we down? Let's read verse 6. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the... But by who? So, in other words, if you don't travel according to him, you will not see the Father in no kind of way. Because he has got to be the one to take you to the Father. So, if he got to be the one to take you to the Father... That means that you got to stay up under his guidance. Point blank. Verse 7 says, If you had known me, you should have known my father also. And from hence you know him and have seen him. Jesus is the closest thing that you're going to get to God. Huh? 
Jesus is going to make God lookable to you. Eight verse. And Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it suffice us. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet have you not known me, Philip? He has seen me, has seen the Father. And how says then, show us the Father. Now look at that. I've been with you all this time. And you going to ask me that? You've seen the work that I do. You ain't never seen nobody raise the dead man out of the grave, been in the grave for four days, and start stinking, and I made all his function go back to working, caused his blood that was dried up to come back alive. You ain't seen nobody do that. You ain't seen nobody walk on water in the midst of a storm. Come on now. You ain't seen nobody pull a drowning man out of the water while he's standing on top of the water. Good God Almighty. Not standing in the water, but standing on top of the water. So he said, Philip, you done seen all of this and you going to ask me to show you the Father? People, we got to wake up our belief. Huh? We done put our belief on the shelf for too long. Verse 11 says, no, verse 10 says, Believe thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth. Wait a minute. The Father that dwelleth in me. Just, now let, let, look here. Just like the Holy Ghost dwells in you, God dwells in him. Verse 11 says, Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. Or else believe me for the very... Believe me for what you done saw, Philip. Believe me for what I done done. Spit on the ground and cause a blind man to see. Huh? Went to the five porches up of Bethesda and told the man, said, will you be made whole? He said, I can't get in the water. They keep stepping over me. He said, I didn't ask you that. Will you be made whole? He said, yes. He said, well, rise up and walk. <laughs> My God. So you know what? To even know that he is God, guess what? He's speaking life back into folks. He ain't forming no operation, no surgery. He not going down there doing no hoo-joo all of them. He just speak the word and say, man, get up and walk. Come on, somebody. God is your source of life. Go to Psalms 86. You know, we may criticize how the Jewish nation fared by when they saw Jesus doing things. And we may criticize that if I had been there, I'd have done better. No, no you would have been influenced by the same devil they were influenced by. 
Come on now. Because the work of salvation had not been completed. So therefore you would have been under the same influence that they was under. Because you wouldn't have fully believed in Jesus Christ either. Hello somebody. You would have been saying he was just another prophet like the rest of them. They come and they go. Come on now. Not knowing that it was God himself. Eighty-six verses nine through thirteen. Let's read. All nations whom thou hast made shall come and worship before thee, O Lord, and shall glory. Wait a minute. And it said some nations did it. It said all nations. So guess what? Don't you be left on the outside looking in. When it come down to time of worshiping God, you need to worship God. When it come down to time to giving God his praise and, and, and to glorify him, you need to do it. You need to be found doing it. If you are a reciprocal of Jesus Christ. Amen. Come on now. If you wear the brand of Jesus Christ, you are obligated to worship God. Why? Because you ain't your own no more. His verse says, For thou art great and does wondrous things. Thou art God alone. Look out there. He do wondrous things. He did wondrous things in, 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 in the world that you live in right now. Come on, somebody. He, he, he turned weather conditions around. He turned tornadoes around that would have came through your neighborhood, but he made them go in another direction. You witnessed and you experienced getting healing from, from him when, when, when you thought that, that uh, you weren't going to be healed. He keep making ways for you when you think that you done ran out of sources. Then you, next thing you know, he done came up with a way for you. And we can't glorify and worship him. Come on now. Should nobody have to pump and prime us to worship him. You ought to have an automatic worship down in you. Anytime that you don't, pull up some of your library. Pull up some of your, your, uh, uh, your information. Pull up some of the stuff that he done already did in your life. It's enough to start worshiping him. Amen. Come on now. He ain't got to do nothing new for you to worship him. Just go back in your index. Huh? Go back in your index when you thought you were down on your last leg and he showed up. You thought that you was on your dying bed. He showed up. You thought you was in a terrible shape because you were sick and he showed up. Go back in your index and find what he had already done for you. 
then he says, since you know all of that, since you now, your, your, your mind has been re-triggered to know what he has already done for you, read verse 11. Teach me thy ways, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth, united with my heart to fear thy Wait a minute. Now, David, teach me your ways, God. Not my ways, but your ways, God. Not my attitude, but the attitude that you want me to have. Come on, somebody. Help me to walk in the truth. Knowing the truth is one thing. Walking in it is another. Come on now. Teach, 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 teach me your ways, God. Uh, teaching is for you to learn. Huh? And you use what you learn. So if you asking God, teach me, Lord, thy ways. And then you don't use his ways. Lord have mercy. Then you start practicing being a disobedient person. Because you decided not to do what you was taught. Amen. Verse 11 says. Verse 12, I will praise thee, O Lord, my God, with all my heart, and I will glorify thy name. Wait a minute. He said that he would praise God, not with his lips, but with his heart. And then he said, I'm going to do it, God, with my whole heart. I'm going to do it with all my heart, God. I'm going to praise you. You are showing God reverence. Why in the same breath you are telling God thank you. Come on now. You are telling God I appreciate what you done already brought me through. Come on somebody. You I had bad days but you gave me some good days too. And while I'm in my good days I'm going to give you the praise. Because when I get down, I might not be able to say nothing, Lord. So while I am well in my right mind, a portion of my health and strength, I'm going to praise you because you are the source of my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 13 verse says, for great is thy mercy toward me. Thou hast delivered my soul from the, from the lowest well. Yeah. Lord have mercy. He done, he done done enough when he kept you from going to hell. Yeah. Come on now. For great is his mercy. Yeah. If he had not showed any of us mercy in the room, we would all be bound for hell. 
but it's not, but the scripture says, you deliver me. So don't you tell nobody that God ain't never delivered you because he has. He delivered you. He delivered your soul from going to hell. And you know what the problem is? We kind of get our flesh and our soul mixed up together. God looks at a deeper part of you. Huh? You want God to you want God to the the pamper this here, and God said, No, I'm after your soul. I'm after your soul because that's what's got to come back to me. I'm working on what's got to come back to me. Your flesh ain't coming back to me. So if God don't work on our flesh, we need to stop too. Hmm. Let that sink in. Psalms 49. Like, I'm like anybody else. I, I, I get tired too. Huh? But when it's for the betterment of the kingdom, I have to keep on going. Come on now. I have to keep pushing. I have to push me past my limitations. Verses 14 and 15 says, Like sheep, they are laid in the grave. Death shall feed on them, and the upright shall have dominion over them in the morning. And their beauty shall consume in the grave from their dwelling. But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. Now, what he's saying now is even if you go to the grave, you got to make sure that your soul has been redeemed. Huh? Because guess what? We can't expect to live in the flesh forever because it ain't going to happen. Come on now. It's appointed to a man to... It is appointed once for a man to die and then the judgment. So you got to work on what shape your soul going to be in if you had to go to the grave. Because when you go to the grave, all work stops. Your book is closed. Huh? All that you get, didn't get done won't get done. All that you didn't fix won't get fixed. And what you didn't get fixed concerning God or speak against you in the day of judgment. You know what? I need you to think on this here a minute. I'm going to try to be brief. When you go to the hospital for surgery, and they put you under the anesthesia. It don't make no difference if you've been there on that table six hours, eight hours, four hours. When you wake up, you don't know how many hours you was on that table. 
When you wake up, it's just like you just went to sleep and woke up. Am I right about that? So that's the same way judgment is going to happen. When you lay down and go to sleep, when you wake up, it's going to be just like you just went to sleep and judgment is right at the door. Wow. And just like some folks have a hard time of making it out of surgery and some don't make it out of surgery, guess what? When you open up your eyes in the day of judgment, you better make sure you open up your eyes in the right way. You better make sure that you're opening up your eyes in the grace and the mercy of God that he did not. So you got to make sure that when you left here, you left here pleasing God. So when you wake up, he'll see you as pleasing him. Or you going to be wishing for another anesthesia. Let me tell y'all something. So when these funny attitudes jump up in you, you got to rebuke that mess. Come on now. You got to rebuke that. You got to rebuke folks getting in your ear all the time. Come on now. I tell them, are you preaching to me? If you is, you went off and left your book. Because all what I need to hear is the word of God. Huh? Come on now. It's time for us to get real or be still. Amen. Because remember what I told you. It's going to be just like anesthesia. When you lay down and you wake up, you ain't going to know how long you've been in the grave. But you're going to know when you're standing before God. And you're going to be thinking about, was there anything that I didn't get done that I should have got done? Or was there anything that I was doing that I should have stopped and didn't stop? Come on now. When you go under that anesthesia at the hospital, you can't tell the doctor, don't cut me there. Just cut, cut, cut me over here. Huh? Doctor whack on you where he won't. Huh? I when I when he whacked on me and I woke up and saw where he hit me, I said, did they do all that? Did they have to cut all that to fix that? Come on. Wasn't nobody there to ask them, can you just do a, a little slit? And, and fix that bone. No, they had to whack this tail all the way open to fix that hip bone. And every time I look at it, I say, ouch. Huh? And every time I walk, Robert, it make, it reminds me. So guess what? You got to start reminding yourself the shape you're in and the things you need to do and the things you need to get right before you run into God again. Oh, mm. let's go to Mark chapter 12. I try, I try not to waste a whole lot of time on it. Let's go to Mark 12, but I, I, I think it was necessary. Mark 12, 
27. Am I right? Okay. Let's read. He is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. Ye therefore do greatly. Wait a minute. He is not the God of the dead. If your work is dead, you serve another God. Hmm. He's the God of the living. Come on now. What are you saying? We got to live this thing. If we don't live this thing, we, look, we serve a God of the dead. Only way to be uh, serving the God of the living is we got we to gotta live by the living word. It is what feeds us. Come on, somebody. Next verse. And came to him, heard the reasoning together, and perceived that he had answered them well. And Jesus answered him, Hear ye, O Israel, the Lord our God. You, you got to get that settled in your mind first of all. You got to get that settled in your mind that there is one God. Come on now. There are not many gods and there are not three gods. There is one God. Three manifestations of the one God. Wow. And if you got a problem with the manifestation of the one God, I can give you some of the manifestations of you. You a hellraiser one minute. And then you try to be sweet as pie the next minute. And the third person is you can't remember none of them. Three manifestations of you. Huh? The Lord our God is one Lord. 30th verse says, And thou shalt love the Lord thou God. Oh, just give him a portion of it. You keep a portion of it. And then you can give somebody else a portion of it. He want all of your heart. In other words, I want to be first. Mm. It is designed, uh, 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 Lamont, for them to give God all of their heart and then they can share a little bit of it with us. But they don't put us before they put God. Come on, somebody. So, to love God with all that heart and with all thy soul and... Wait, well, y'all got to hold up on that because some of y'all be ready to get somebody a piece of y'all mind in a minute.
Throw your hands on the hip and you ready to tell somebody a piece of your mind. We all been there. Come on now. And you'll be, re you, you be rehearsing it in your head what you going to say. Am I in the real place? <laughs> huh? <laughs> be rehearsing it, Robert. Come on now. When I get the sister Turner, I'm going to tell her something. Come on now. <laughs> so then that said we let our mind got out of whack. Didn't it, John? We let our mind be influenced by that other God. And then he said, with all thy strength. That means that you need to fight back. You need to fight back what's been to make you act a fool. Everything that you should say don't, don't need to be said. Huh? Come on, somebody. Because you know what it do? It even heats you up even more. You didn't do nothing but put some flame on the fire. And you wind up messing up your whole day. Because now you done stepped smooth out of God. You and yourself then. Huh? And then nobody said nothing to you. <laughs> huh? They walk away. They walk away from a nigga and be saying, hmm, I wonder what was wrong with her today. So you got to watch what you give your mind over to. Yeah, was he? <laughs> but look at it like this here. <laughs> look. <laughs> look at it like this here. Look at it like this here. You were the only one that had to suffer from it and not somebody else too. You cannot forget that the scripture tells us to suffer for righteousness sake. So sometimes you have to suffer by being quiet. I need I needed it for myself too. And for everybody in the room. Hey. 
I'm going to tell you, keep your mouth closed. Because it, 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 it comes in effect when you speak it because you can't bring it back. And seeing not. It didn't say you weren't going to get mad. But it told you not to sin. Come on now. If it be possible. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's not possible. But you know what? The, one of the main issues is with, 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 the, with, with us is we got to learn how to keep the peace in the kingdom. Huh? You can't be in the kingdom knocking out windows. Come on now. Breaking chairs. <laughs> now <laughs> say hey and sometimes we act like we often got serious with each other and you know what and God sitting there with his arm folded in my house in my family sign that they still got some street in them. We got to get rid of our street ways. Before, remember, remember the one we just got through reading now? Before you lay down and die. Y'all hear me? Before you lay down and die, you need to have your house in order. And you don't know, ain't no point you saying, well, I'm healthy today and you can be dead tomorrow. All God got to do is close your nose and put his hand over your mouth. You be, <laughs> come on now. Haven't you heard of folks just as healthy as they want to be and then they wind up dead the next day or dead in their sleep? You don't know when God is calling you. That's why you cannot afford to keep playing on the other side. Did we finish that or where were we at? Let's go, let's go to 31. And the second is like, thou shalt love thy neighbors as thyself. There is none other commandment. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me if we don't keep the first two, it don't matter about the rest of them? Huh? If, if we can't keep the first and the second, good God Almighty. How in the world are we going to fail with the rest of them? It'll be 
ashamed to get the glory and God got a house full of folks that can't love on each other. It's going to be tough. Wow. Because he's going to see you as the broke his truth. And you didn't try to correct it. So then grace stopped covering you. You know, when you get when you get to judgment, grace won't be there. You'll stand on your own. Grace stand with you now. But when you get before God for judgment, grace won't be standing there with you. You gonna be standing there all by yourself. Ain't no point you looking for somebody else. Why could Ain't no point you looking for somebody to speak for you because everything that's about you has already been spoken. Amen. 30, 30 seconds. And the stride said unto him, Well, master, thou hast said the truth, for there is one God, and there is none other but he. And to love him with all thine heart and with all thy understanding, and with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and to love his neighbors as himself is more than all whole burnt offering and sacrifice. And when Jesus saw that he had answered discreetly, he said unto him, Thou art not far from the kingdom of God. And no man after that thrust after him any question. Now, did you hear what he told that man? If you're doing that, you ain't far from the kingdom. <laughs> if you got love for God and love for your neighbor, he said, you're not far from the kingdom. But you know what he did? He didn't tell that man, you got it made, though, did he? Huh? Uh, it's, 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 it's a lot of church folks that think they already got it made. Huh? They already think they got a seat already with their name written on it in glory. Wow. But he told the man, thou art not far from the kingdom of God. You're not far from it. You ain't made it there. But you're on a good track. When you're on the track of love, you're on a good track. When you're on the, love, on, the, on the track of loving God and loving God's people and loving, God said, your neighbor, you're on a good track. Huh? He said, you ain't far off. Why? Because love will hide a multitude of faults. Well, go back to John chapter 5. Or over to John chapter 5. I didn't get a chance to do any more studying on this, so I'm shooting straight from the hip because I've been 
on the go most of the day. But I think I still got enough still left in me to tell you what God said. John 5, verses 39 says, Search the scripture, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify me. Look, you're reading the book. If it don't lead you to Jesus Christ, you're reading upside down. you either reading upside down or you're reading cross-eyed. A cock-eyed one or two. <laughs> if the scriptures do not lead you to Jesus Christ, you got a misunderstanding. Amen. And he said, by your own reading, because you know, sometimes, sometimes folks can get to the point that they think they don't need the anointed preacher and the anointed teacher. They think that they can do it on their own. You might gather information. Okay? But you don't gather the anointing that opens up the information. Even the information that you get still got to be opened up. And the only thing that opens it up is the anointing. Come on, somebody. So, and you got to realize that he's talking to a nation that is well rehearsed in the law. These ain't dummies he's talking to now. He's talking to folks that is real well rehearsed in the law. Why? That's why they always asking him questions, trying to throwing him trick questions. Mm. And the 40th verse says, And you will not come to me that ye may have life. I receive not honor from men, but I know you that you have not the love of God in you. Good God Almighty. Huh? Search them scripture because they should lead you to me. And you won't come to me that you can have life. You already think you got it your way. But you can only have life my way. Huh? And here he was. Look what he said in 41. I receive not honor for me. Ain't nobody patting me on my back. Ain't nobody giving me the high seat saying, Lord, Lord. Because he don't appear to be royal, you don't receive him not. Uh, you better watch how you think God going to show up. You better watch how you think that he ought to look when he show up. Come on, somebody. You get the truth about him. And if you get the truth about him and the Holy Ghost is working in you, you'll know when he show up. One thing for certain, that you might be a fool, but the Holy Ghost ain't going to be no fool. And if he's working in you, he's going to try to keep you from being one. Come on, somebody. 
43rd verse says, I am come in my father's name and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him you. Man, they doing that every day now. Woo, man, ain't nothing like a parcel bicker bar. Huh? Come on now. A parcel bicker bar can't know nothing unless God give it to him to know. Come on now. Ain't nobody on this green earth rushing up to heaven, grabbing information, and coming back down here. Everything that God knows is stored up there. Huh? And he released it to the ones that he has designated to release it to. Hello, somebody. You might not. Refer the person that God releases it to, but that's that's on you, you know. God didn't send them by your choice. He sent them by his likeness. <laughs> that's what I like about God. Huh? He's a man that makes his own choices. Huh? Amen. My God. John 6. I started to go back in the path, but I move on. I move on. I move on. John 6 and 32. Are we there? Let's start reading that there, please. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not the bread from heaven, but my father gave it you the true bread from heaven. So guess what? Moses gave them the law. Huh? But Jesus said, he didn't give you the true bread from heaven. I give you the true bread from heaven. I'm the only one that came down from glory. What Moses received was that which was written on a stone. <laughs> He said, but I came down here to bring it to you in person. 33rd verse says, For the bread of God is he which cometh from down from heaven and giveth life. The one that came it down from heaven to give life to the world. That's the true bread. Come on now. Not the law, but the true bread was Jesus Christ. And he came not to demolish the law, but he came to fulfill the law. Because the law was talking about him because he was the only one that was able to keep it. Oh, Lord have mercy. He was the only one that was able not to break the commandments of God. Good God of glory. Uh, 34 says then said they unto him Lord evermore oh they're hungry now I need this bread that came from heaven if I eat this bread that came from heaven then I I, I, I live forever huh 
If you're going to live forever, you're going to have to eat the bread that came from heaven. If you don't eat the bread that came from heaven, you ain't going to have life in you. Come on, somebody. This man was on the right track that asked the question, but he might not have knew how he was asking it at that point. But he do have to eat the bread that came from heaven. Jesus said, I am the bread. Now never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Look out, you ain't gonna never go liking in the word of God. Huh? And you will never be a thirst of the spirit of the living God. Come on, somebody. You know that saying, be uh, what is it? Be full but yet hungry, or be hungry but yet full, one of the two. Always leave room for the word of God. Always leave room for the spirit of God. Always be thirsty for God. Come on, somebody. Well, keeping the commandments, you you'll never make it by keeping the commandments. Not that I'm telling you to be a commandment breaker, but at some point or another, our flesh always gonna fight against what the commandments say. So that's why we have to make sure that that's why we have to make sure that we got Jesus Christ and we do it do the plan of salvation that when the Holy Ghost come in there, the Holy Ghost keep teaching us and trying to hold us back from the breaking of the law or from the breaking of God's word. So that's why it's necessary to have the Holy Ghost because without the Holy Ghost, oh. Am I right, Pastor? And then when you, we find ourselves in error, then we have an advocate with the Father. Oh, Lord, have mercy. If we didn't have an advocate with the Father, we, wouldn't, we won't make it. If we don't have a high priest, we ain't going to make it. Because now you can go to the high priest and say, tell the high priest, I messed up. But I'm still trying to be saved. I messed up. And I still need forgiveness. I messed up. Can you wash me from this sin? Go ahead, That's don't, Rob, that don't tell us we're free to go out and break commandments. 
you have to, your, your, your life have to work towards still keeping God's commandment. You can't, you, you can't freely, you know, you understand what I mean? You can't freely be a sinner that they'll think that you saved. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Uh, Yes. So that's why we have to follow the advocate. He's Absolutely. And see, a lot of times, what you find now, people are going back, trying to go back, jump dispensation like time jumping. Just like under the law, the eye for an eye, two for two. Just, just people are just jumping around now because they see a certain part in the Bible, but they got to understand the dispensation of things. It's like uh, people, like, uh, for instance, like we jump the gun when we start looking at. At the end time of Revelation, you got to know when the church is going, when the church is going. Right. Right. Absolutely. And I understand you got to know what, what God was talking about when he was talking about it. Absolutely. And then another thing that what Jesus was leading us up to was that we had to follow the doctrine of the apostles. So therefore, now we got to be apostles readers, so to speak, and, and, and live a life that would be, if you read through that, you have to live a life that would be pleasing unto God. We still have to please God. Even in shortcoming, we still got to find a way to please God. So to speak, like get the dead cats off the line. That makes sense. Amen. Absolutely. Yeah, Robert, they'd hit you in the head with one of them big old stones. <laughs> the car would have been crying. And if you wanted to see the first act of grace uh, that we saw in, in, in the actions of Jesus Christ is when they were running after the woman to stone the woman that was caught in adultery. And grace, which grace came by Jesus Christ, and Jesus didn't say nothing, but he said, he that have no sin cast the first stone, then he started writing on the ground. Wasn't that powerful? He made everybody look at themselves. And the Bible said one by one they walked away. Where are thy accusers, woman? He said, there ain't none. He said, neither do I. But you got to remember what he told her. He said, go and sin no more. So, we 
he's still under the obligation of not sinning. What were we? Let's read it. But I say unto you that ye also have seen me and believed. And guess what? A whole lot of unbelief still in the land. A whole lot of unbelief still in the churches. Come on now. A whole lot of unbelief is still wrapped up in religion and traditions. Read the book. Uh-uh. I will know why. All that God direct to me shall come to me. Huh? If God have led you to Jesus Christ, you be a fool to go back out. Huh? If God done led you to Christ, you better let him teach you. Huh? You better come up under the Holy Ghost tutoring. Come on now. You get the word of God, then you let the Holy Ghost tutor you in the performing the word of God in your life. If you ain't going to listen to the Holy Ghost, you ain't going to listen to the preacher. Amen. What was we at? 38, let's read it. For I came not from heaven, but I came down from heaven not to do what I want to do. But I came down from heaven to do what the one sent me to do. When you get in the kingdom, people, get it in your mind. You can no longer do what you want to do. Uh, James, I said a mouthful of this. We want to be in the kingdom, but we want to have rule. Come on now. We want to be in the kingdom, but we want to have our own little section. Let's put them down. Put me some walls up here. Can you go and check and see? Can you get me a golden door? I don't want nobody in my space. The kingdom of God got an open plan. Come on, somebody. We gon' we gonna all wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I, I here it comes. We gonna all jail together. In the kingdom, or you ain't gonna jail at all. Did y'all hear that? We gonna come together as one people, or we ain't gonna come together at all. It's time for the church to fight in numbers. Did y'all hear me? It's time for us to fight in numbers, fight bad spirits, fight. Demons fight the lies that come through that the, the try to sneak in. It's time to fight together. It's time to put the devil on the run and y'all stop running. Amen. 